There we go. We're off. We're, we're off. It. We're off to the races. Listen, welcome back. Podcast has been gone for a while, but we're here with a new and improved Mr. James O'Shea. The voluntold. Oh, yes, that is true. <laughs> voluntold um, to be here. Unfortunately, Mitch has um, other commitments, but listen, we've got James here and we're, we're, off to, we're off to the races in that sense. Hey, how do we know each other? Yeah, now might be a good, probably a good chance to, to, to explain to them how we know each other, right? Uh, okay, so we uh, we are great PTs and nutritionists, and we are always trying to uh, get Fur- some more education. Further our knowledge. Yeah, whatever way that looks like. And, and we met in a seminar, basically. Um, got on well, and I slid into the DMs, and hey-ho, here we are. Here we the, rest is, the rest is history, right? That's it, that's it. So basically, same premise as what we're doing before. Whatever our clients have asked us question-wise this week, um, we collate it, we pick some, some of the questions, and we answer on here so everyone can uh, share the answers. Share the love, share the knowledge. That's it. So we've got a few to begin with. So, so first one. Listen, off to the races. No got, pressure, though, I'll make sure I read it out, right? No pressure. Okay, so um, this one's quite a topical one, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, everything opening back up on Monday. Eating out on a diet. Oof. Um, so I've got clients of mine that trying to keep to their nutritional strategies and obviously with everything open up we've got restaurants uh, been able to sit inside in the pub mm-hmm. how what's your thoughts on or ha- let's share some strategies on how they can stick to their nutritional goals and uh, and still have fun still enjoy <clears throat> themselves right yeah of course listen the way i like to always put it is an 80 20 principle which is as long as you get 80 percent right 20 percent have some fun with that's called life we like to eat out. We like to have fun. Friends are important. There's no point in having all the gains and looking good if no one can see it. Um, That's very so yeah, true. How would we go about it? Well, it's, it's very much goal dependent. Yeah. Whether it's maintenance, muscle gain, fat loss, sport, whatever you want to do. Um, I think is this more tailored towards sort of fat loss or this is, is it? Yeah, I'd say more. To this well, this client artist in particular was fat mm. loss. Okay. But I think you've hit the nail on the head there with going back to first and foremost what's their goal mm. um, but yeah this one was a fat loss goal so let's let's go with that for the purpose of this mm. so as you know and everyone knows there's many different approaches that will work when it comes to losing weight many roads lead to road um, finding the right one for you that's yeah. what we do and in terms of eating that it's the same strategy number one I'd always go down the calorie counting route yeah why because what can be measured can be managed most restaurants out there now, all of their menus have calories on them. Um, very easy to find. My Fitness Pal, Fat Secrets, um, all of those ones in between. NutriChecker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They've got a good little section on actually on eating out in itself. <clears throat> um, I, the way I always approach it with my clients is like, yeah, kind of very reflective of the 80-20 is I try not to get too bogged down with like the carb split, the fat split. Mm-hmm. Um, they'll have a, a calorie goal if I know that they're, I always ask them in their check-in, for, like, have we got anything that we should be kind of planning towards, first and foremost. Um, second of all, I just like, if we know we've got something coming up, we can plan for it, mm. right? So um, cutting things down, potentially one strategy is bringing your calories down on the few days running up to that event. Mm-hmm. Um, so you've got a little bit more to play around with. If you cut off, let's just say, a couple of hundred calories a day for mm-hmm. four days, you've got 800 calories in the bag to play around with. <laughs> 
on That's, top of oh. on top of what you've already got that day. So it's like six um, men those chicken yeah. thighs, just saying. And then potentially, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's knowledge, nutritional knowledge, right uh, there. Nando's aren't sponsoring this post if you want to. Yeah. Holla. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think we're a bit far away from that, mate. <laughs> Let's just go for Perry Perry down the road first. Okay, okay, Perry um, Perry Jenkins. <laughs> second of all, I say like if they're eating out on that day, have maybe let's just say they're going out for dinner. Mm. I just have maybe one meal prior to that. I always go go high protein, low calorie. Yeah. Generally, if I'm doing that, I'll cut out some carbs. Not because they're bad, only because we'll tend to get our world's allocation of carbs later on in the when evening. And evening. they're gonna tend to gonna be a little bit higher in calories. So mm. get some high protein, low calorie option in mm. in the day. And make sure you're not starving when you're going out. That is the key. Whoever's gone shopping and been hungry, how much crap do you buy? Yeah. You, let's, let's be for real. Your shopping trolley doubles right <laughs> with your basket. Um, so many Maryland cookies. <laughs> um, on that point though, and, and you mentioned about sort of uh, manipulating your calories. For example, the, the way I like to do it is if I know I've got an event coming up, I'll do my calories for the week and then I'll work it off from there. So instead right. of really worrying about the calories for a day and I'll go, okay, yeah. so you say knocking a few hundred calories, it could be easy to do the weekly target. Yeah. But for someone who isn't counting calories, I think a really good one is a bit of intermittent fasting. Yeah, it's, it's something so simple as pushing your first meal back to a little bit later, yep. turning that into a brunch lunch situation. So you're not hungry when it comes to it, maybe add a little snack. And then you've, you've cut out a breakfast, which is, let's say on just, average, just shorten the, the 300 to 500 calories. Yep. You add that on top of your already dinner calories. Listen, you can have pretty much most things as long as you're not being an idiot about it. Yeah, and I think kind of <clears throat> I always say to clients as well, like going back to that kind of weekly, daily, however we want to look at it. Mm. One day is just one day. Yeah, you can have one day where you kind of consume quite a lot. In the space of a week, though, you can still have a fantastic week. Mm -hmm. Likewise, that extends to if you've had a, a bad week, as in you've kind of not hit your nutritional goals, mm. that can extend to you still had a fantastic month. If you, it, it's only like people always go, ah. Oh, Start again on Monday. Start again on Monday, yeah, 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 the classic. They press the old fuck it button, that's yeah, it. It's, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. it's ruined, start again Monday. All right, no, just start again as soon as you can because if we look at it in a wider period of time, you can still have success. I think, and that's the kind of mindset that we kind of, that all or nothing mindset we want to try and get away from. Yeah, and, and that is so true. One hot day doesn't make a summer. <laughs> yeah, all yeah. The, love that we've one. We've got all the, all the cheese yeah, coming we, today. We love Cavan it. will bring the cheese and I can just talk the hind legs up a donkey <laughs> saying, you're in for a treat, guys. Um, in terms of, What's my thought process when you were, you were saying about that? Weekly, uh, monthly, daily, averages. I think what you need to just be aware of, uh, oh, th this is the point, and, and you, you made it really well in terms of, if you are good during the week and knock a few calories off and, and on the weekend, and this is where people mostly go wrong when they're trying to lose weight in the first place, and when they're not counting and not having a clear track of where they are in the first place or the amounts, because you do really well Monday to Friday, and then, then Friday evening, then Saturday, then fuck it Sunday, then yeah. oh, let's go again Monday. Start again Monday. <laughs> and it's always a vicious cycle because of the consistency of it being not on the way to your yeah. goal. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, I get that. Like when I, whenever, one of the things that I always do when I get a client that starts with me, they, they'll do a food diary mm. and I'll usually try and get them to do it over normally Thursday, Friday, mm -hmm. Saturday, Sunday, because yeah, yeah. what goes on Monday to Thursday is a very different story from what goes on from like, Friday through to Sunday. I heard Thursday's a new Friday as well these days, so. <laughs> well, maybe, we'll see. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But coming back to the point of um, wh when you want to eat out, okay, and, and you, you want to do those things, um, eat or the, the more non-nutritious food, 
We're not going to say terrible food. Yeah. It doesn't well, I don't like that. don't like good good no. or bad food. No, I don't like the words um, healthy, unhealthy. No, um, these are all things that I really try and embed in my clients. I'm like, look, it's just food. Yep. Some of it's higher in calories, some of it's lower, some of it's more nutritional, some of it's less nutritional. It's all about timing. Um, and it's a kind of about where you're where you're on on that scale, where where you want it to fit in. Mm. No, for sure, for sure. And then in terms of you were saying your your non nutritiously dense food best way of putting it yeah. when you're having it around dinner time then if you want to make sure your calories are in check try and stay away from liquid calories they're probably the biggest Achilles heel when you're trying to stay within your fat loss goal going forward yeah. um, when yeah. we're talking muscle gain and going the other way liquid calories great because it's easier to get in yeah. get more consumption but, but when you're ordering your, your triple chocker mocha locker latte <laughs> 4,000 calories and later. And you're like, oh yeah, I'm not eating that much. I'm like, well, you've just got a load of liquid sat in your belly and it's, yeah. it's gone half an hour later on. No wonder you're starving and right. you're still the same amount of calories as a meal. No, that's true. So that's what we think about in terms of uh, when you're eating out. Um, some of the strategies are sorting out your calories early. So if you're counting calories, um, we're looking at intermittent fasting. Um, we are looking at... I've got one to add to this. Actually. Oh, go on, go on. One more, one more little nugget. Um, so people always go, oh, how should I track this if I'm out? Mm -hmm. um, one of the things that I always say is, let's just say, for example, they've got 2,000 calorie allocation for that day. Or not allocation, probably wrong word, that's their <clears throat> sort of target for that day. Yeah. Obviously, they can play, we've, we've discussed, they can play around with it, so they might have slightly more to play around with that week. Um, but generally speaking, like things that are single items on there are going to be easier to track as opposed to like your lasagna or something. Yeah. If you've got a steak... Um, some sort of greens or something on the side and you've got some chips or whatever that's going to be easier to track than like a, a lasagna or a, a something else mm -hmm. dressings kind of put your own dressing on if you can so yeah. be, don't be afraid to ask, ask the waiter the say, can I have it on the side so you can control how much is on there mm -hmm. um, but I, w I don't tend to tell them to get too bogged down with actually tracking the meal mm -hmm. for example let's just say they've eaten I don't know 700 calories for a meal which yeah. is quite a a decent meal right yeah you can have quite let's say they've had that for their brunch like we said mm -hmm. and let's just say we're working off that 2000 they've still got 1300 calories for dinner mm. so i'd say look allow yourself that and uh, just don't stress mm. about it too much if as long as you generally have an idea and you're not mm. eating starters mains desserts yeah 20 cocktails 20 cocktails 50 shots um Saffron, I'm talking to you. <laughs> she, her Achilles heel is a bit of a bit of, bit of a, a oh, booze up. We throw people under the bus. No, 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 we're not. But oh. she'll, she'll appreciate this. Um, but yeah, so I would just say, just don't worry about it too much. As in, if you know you've got 1,300 calories to to play around with, you're, you're more or less going to have. You're going to be able to fit that in sometimes. And on this point, it's it's having a solid guesstimate, okay? But then it also needs to come in as long as this isn't a consistent thing where you're always like it's two or three times a week where it's non-tracked and you're going yeah but the rest of the time I'm, I'm doing well in that yeah. sense you just need to be aware of it and, and the way you are aware of it is completely up to you and your goals and what tools you have at your 100%. disposal and like I said and, and realising realize as well things like birthdays Christmases events celebrations they're every, promotion, year. They're every year but they're to be celebrated like yeah. we're not robots like no. you'll, you'll remember those times you'll be like oh I remember when you, I don't know, opened up your new place or you, you got that promotion, like you want to go out and celebrate, yeah. you don't want to be like, oh, that was the day that I was on um, 1,500 calories. Calor carrots and chicken and broccoli and nothing yeah. else, no yeah, seasoning. So, like, they're there to be enjoyed. So yeah, that's my kind of two pence piece worth on that. I think that answered it quite well. So listen, question number two. Let me get gonna, that going. We're still going. We're still, yeah, yeah, we're still, yeah. we're still recording. We're, we're in good. the zone.
Okay, so question number two, and it sort of leads on quite well. Um, I've got a client, um, he's going through muscle gain at the moment, um, and he was talking about protein. And he, he turned around to me and said, how much protein should I be having? Because I've heard that too much protein is bad for you. Yeah. What do you think? So there's a couple of things to look at with that, I think. So first of all, it's like tackling the whole kidney kidney issue. And then there's the whole high protein. What is high protein? Mm. Um, so my understanding, and feel free to chime in if you've heard differently. <laughs> um, but my understanding is that actually kind of it comes from like association. There's like studies that that associate one with the other, and they will put people who have bad kidneys on a lower protein diet. That's not to say that if you have healthy functioning kidneys, that high protein is bad for them. That's my that's my understanding on that. Correct. Yeah. That's exactly what I've heard before. It's causation. A lot of we have to be very aware with certain studies that come out um, because a lot of them are funded by people who have an agenda in the first place. Or they have a, a buyer, so it's going to completely it's affect. Gonna, it's it. going to it's going to affect their wallet, right? So that, yeah, exactly. So you can have ten results, but only two of them make sense to what you're trying to get across. So be just ve- cherry pick those studies. Be very aware of that, and and when listen to people going forward. So in terms of that's like you said, that's where the myth stems from, though, right? Exactly. Is that, is that kind of they have bad kidneys, <clears> so they are put on a low protein diet. That's not to say that then protein then causes you to have kidney issues. I think a good question to see is, how many people do you know that have protein uh, kidney problems? <laughs> yeah, none. 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 Because it's, it's a very much a small population. So very small pool, let, right? let's, let's clear this up right now, okay? In terms of the nuts and bolts of it, and we can go into a little bit more detail. If you have a kidney dysfunction, high protein diet probably isn't the best for you. Now, we are not doctors, we're nutritionists at the end of the day. You always need to go and talk to, when it comes to a medical condition, go and speak to your doctor. For the average person... We're cleared now, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Back in the room. <laughs> we're, we're in. Um, but in terms of the average person, the idea of you eating a high amount of protein to cause yourself damage is basically you need a truckload. Yeah. All right? You have to be doing that consistently for a, a long period of time. But remember, you can have too much water and, yeah. and yeah. cause some yeah, damage over, that way. You can overhydrate water, right? Yeah, exactly. very good point. So you can dilute your blood and then, and then it becomes a problem that yeah, way. Yeah. So it's then about overconsumption. Now, coming back to how much protein should an individual have. Or just okay? generally high protein, right? Yeah, so what's considered is very much dependent on what you have and what you've got going on. Okay, so if we break down what protein is used for, I think that might be a good way to yeah. go. Yeah, yeah. Protein is used for muscle building. It is used for repair it is used for your hair, ladies. Your, your ladies, nails. you'll have great hair, skin, yeah. nails. This is it. Um, Can you not see how much protein there is here? <laughs> um, but no, it's it's the building blocks of the body, right? It's everything, yeah. even um, enzyme production, right? So like breaking things down, normal day-to-day functions in the body. Um, some people say, oh, like, should I have more than I don't know, thirty grams in a serving? Mm. Was well, like actually for building muscle you probably going to stick to that but if it's not for building muscle then that that's not just going to get wasted it's going to get used elsewhere in the yeah. body right yeah yeah um, uh, and then with like the whole high protein side of things when you when i like it's one of the things that i get when I, when i get some new clients come through they say oh i'm struggling to hit high protein and i've just set them as like a, a baseline i've set mm-hmm. them like what they kind of really should be hitting but they deem that as high protein because potentially they've not had any forethought about getting protein into their diet mm-hmm. they've just kind of been sort of 
Haphazard. Just been eating without yeah. any any thought process behind it, basically. And, and this is where the education comes from and, and where we can step in. And, and you look at a lot of people's diet straight off the bat and you go, you are not having anywhere near enough protein that you need to for what you, you want going forward. So let's say for the average person, you need to be consuming between 1.2 and 1.7 kilograms per... No, per no 1.2 to 1.7 grams per kilogram of your body weight okay that's a great base level to go off of and then in terms of what your goal is from there whether you need to increase it or not depends on your level of output and your goal in general yeah so one of the things we say in terms of fat loss when we're talking about protein is trying to keep protein high now the reason is yes it helps preserve muscle fuels you everything going forward but what it is, is protein it has a higher thermic effect, okay? So what that means is our body takes longer to process it and... Um, it's, more, it's more involved in breaking it down, right? Exactly. So that, what that, that means is you are fuller for longer. So therefore, yeah, it knocks off your calories great foods going for forward. diet, right? You've still got food going in, Yeah. keeps you full, and it takes a bit more for the body to break it down. Exactly. And in terms of when it, well, if we flip it and we look at muscle gain, it's one of the main build. It is the main building block in terms of building muscle, repairing, recovering throughout the sessions, yeah. um, in between, um, going forward. So, when it comes to, you mentioned about a lot of people are struggling to get the high protein in the first place. Well, they so yeah, just because I don't, I think it just stems back to the fact that they've not ever had any considerations about how much protein they should be getting in. Um, or they've not necessarily had any forethought. They just eat. They don't have a, a kind of any education around eating or their nutrition or their diet. Um, so they deem, oh, I'm trying to hit this, but oh, it's just something that's a little bit unnatural to them because mm. they're thinking, oh, actually, I'm now having to put a thought process in place into eating. Into, oh, that's got protein. That hasn't. <clears throat> okay, maybe I could do with getting some more of that into my diet, mm. or I quite like that sauce, as opposed to just. I get up in the morning and have my cereal and toast and yeah, then, yeah, yeah. then I have my sandwich for lunch and then I go home and have my pasta for dinner. And I think that's... Oh, snap! The chest just gone. We're going to lean now. We're going to lean now. Lift up, lift up. I'll you Jesus, my haphazard. What is this establishment? <laughs> we're leaving this in, by the way. Nah. <laughs> All right, well, listen, we're going to lean. We're going to lean for now. <laughs> listen, we can't make it work. <laughs> in terms of... The thought process when it comes it out, to, it out, to our clients and protein. I think it's really interesting to see our thought process behind. Yeah. Because when I'm making a meal, the first thing I think of is what protein am I putting in? Okay, yeah. And then I build around you that. You build around that. Yeah, so, so you get that the first that's the first thing on the plate. Yeah, and whether, else up. whether it be my my meats, my chicken, my beef, my it could be fish, it could be uh, my tofu, it could be whatever uh, high beans, protein thing beans, I'm beans, whatever Yeah, whatever want, yeah. I'm going for. The thought process I always goes first is get the protein in. And I know do I do, you do this. that as well. Do you sit there and go, get the protein, protein in? Is that what you do? It's my Jedi mind tricks to are myself. You, are you like tapping it into your brain? <laughs> go in. So I revise as well. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> in terms of uh, when I set my, my, my calories and my, my macros for clients, the way I go about it first is calories number one. They yeah. are king. king okay? yeah, yeah. Then it's protein. Yeah. All right? Doesn't matter if it's for fat loss, muscle gain, sport, you need to be worrying about your protein. Now, what you then do with carbs and fats for the, the general public is completely up to you. Doesn't it depends matter, right? if you've got a petrol car or a diesel car. Whichever one works for you, crack on. Yeah. Just be aware it doesn't then affect your calorie overall calorie target. Because if the, you've got your calories right it's, it's, and you've, you've hit a protein goal, mm. the, the, the rest that's made up is from carbs and fats. Yeah. So it's a physical impossibility as long as you kind of don't go over that calorie amount that 
you're going to throw things off with your, with yeah. your carbs and fats. I mean, it's very different. Like you said, you hit the nail on the head there with the general population. Mm. Um, if it's kind of more lean towards like sort <clears> of <throat> very end of the like top tier, like body composition, yeah. muscle building, water um, retention, all that stuff, all that sort of stuff, then yes, there there is it. But like for the general general public who who want to lean up and get in shape for their holiday, mm. yeah, I think there's no point me saying to me as a 28 year old male saying to a uh, 40 year old female client with, with, with three kids yeah. uh, you need to be having X amount of grams for this meal uh, meal two is going to be this it just it, they'll be like James get stuffed yeah, yeah. you're not in the real world so like, <laughs> I haven't even got get, five minutes to myself yeah get with the program um, but yeah it just comes down to like what their goal is and, and where they're at right mm. yeah, like, like, like I said the only, pro- the only place I then put into having a little bit more having a look at your macros is if you're an athlete or you've, you're playing some sort of sport and tithing your carbohydrates then is important in yeah. terms of fueling you through it and then um, recovering afterwards. But in terms of coming back to the first question, how much protein you should be getting, um, jump on a calculator online. I've got one on my website if you want to have a look on that one. www.fitzpatrickfitness.com Shameless plug. Uh, but um, between 1.2 to 1.7 so, so that's what they always say is like for 1.2 to 1. Like in terms of fat loss, I always go with like 1.6 to a, like top end 2.2 yeah. um, gra- grams per kilogram um, and some people do think that is like they're like oh that's ridiculously high I always try and bring them on the bit of a lower scale make sure we hit that and then potentially look at whether we adjust it or not as opposed to just putting it like 2 grams right out there yeah. and they're like almost like staring up a mountain and just think it's, it's just ridiculous it's got to gotta be achievable and, and that, that's why we like to do it within a range most of the time yes when we get really down to it we want nitty gritty this is what you need to be having da 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 yeah but as long as you're around that goal park, yeah. you're going to be in a good place. Yeah. And the other thing, kind of like we were saying, we mentioned this before, mm. off air. Oh. Off air. Um, Behind the scenes. Is like the whole high protein foods, right? This whole like, you've got, <laughs> you got to stay this way. I've got some water. Lean into, lean into me. Um, whole high protein foods, right? That There's this big thing about having foods that are marketed as protein. <clears> you can get like protein Snickers bars and stuff now and, and whatnot. And you'll look at the comparison of other foods that aren't marketed as protein yeah. or high protein. Um, generally, you, you pay more for the protein option, yeah. but you can get just as much uh, for a cheaper price in other. It just comes down to reading labels, right? Yeah. And not being suckered in by the sort of the marketing. Um, there, there's teams out there paid a lot of money, right, yeah. to, to, for this sort of stuff. I think it's it's really important to to get that across as well and realize how much we are. Um, influenced by marketing in general you could pick up uh, a bit of chicken which is Tesco value that has the same amount of protein as a chicken breast from Waitrose yeah quality we can talk quality and then that can be different and, and, and what it looks like yeah, yeah. but at the end of the day the numbers are the numbers numbers are numbers yeah uh, and as long as you are then getting that across I think you're on to a winner yeah just don't be suckered in that's why I was I was just like, I do love dairy milk though I'm not having some budget Sainsbury's chocolate though nah have you ever tried the protein Snickers bar nah it's not good don't don't, <laughs> don't waste your time with your money <laughs> yeah what's the point in having a protein Snickers if I'm gonna have a Snickers I wanna enjoy it for all the carbohydrates it I is wanna have a I don't wanna right? add protein into it I'll worry about protein from yeah. somewhere else 80-20 live your life um, I think well I think that wraps that one up okay okay cool <laughs> uh, question three then so let's go on to am I, I can't believe am that am I <laughs> You couldn't time it, could you? I don't know what's happened there. It just Look, you've actually snapped it. I'm not a fat it. bastard. You've snapped it. We're supposed to be doing a nutrition, and you have snapped it. 
Nah, 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 nah. Not having this. Not having this. putting it on him. My heart. I know I'm carrying a bit of holiday weight. Right, listen, I'm going to show you. My progress pictures are coming out soon. Then we'll see. Okay. They're right. good. They're good. Okay. Next question. Question back, three. Back in the room. Okay, God. so um, this one was, we can turn this into a bit of a a learning point as well because mm-hmm. I want this to kind of, but this was a bit more of a gripe that come from one of my clients. This And Ooh. this is very opinion based. So Ooh. this is uh, this could ruffle some feathers, this one. <laughs> so it was the whole premise of um, influencers, as we we would call them on sort of Instagram and, and, and whatnot putting like generally they're in fantastic shape mm-hmm. um but then doing the whole like posts where this is instagram versus reality but then like overdoing it mm. and like really bent over or hanging onto <laughs> onto rolls or clenching as hard as they can to show that they've got cellulite to in and i think i'm just gonna roll straight into this because it's on top of my mind Go on. i think potentially it started off um I think it probably started from a good place yeah. in the sense that 100%. it was trying to show that don't compare yourself to what you see on Instagram because it's someone else's highlight reel, essentially. Mm-hmm. But I think there are some of the people out there that go too far. Um, and from what I've heard from my clients, they just think you're just going too far and you've now, in the, <laughs> an attempt to be relatable... <laughs> Have now made me just think you're a bit of a dick. Yep. No. And you've gone too far. A hundred percent. What it's come to, it, it has come from a good place. Okay. Because if we're looking at our Instagrams, our uh, even if you look at magazines from back in the day, they are so heavily altered. Yeah. That if you put that picture next to the real person at that time, they're two extremely different people. Well, it's like the whole. Um, it was a few weeks ago, wasn't it? Whole. Kim K thing. Oh she yeah. Was trying to, and she's got she got a beach photo. To, she was trying to sue someone, or they were trying to sue anyone who put up this photo because it was an unedited photo. I'm not going to lie to you. She still looked good. Yeah, that was the thing. She looked amazing, but she was trying to her and her family trying to sue people for a level of out perfection. An unedited photo. Mm. Um, uh, and when it comes to sort of these influencers and what they're doing at the moment, in that sense, it's the flavor of the month. It's whatever's going <laughs> to get your likes, your clicks, yeah. your 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 push throughs from there. Unfortunately, there are some people out there who have no morals. Um, we don't like those people. Um, but do it's then have an effect not only on people our age, what we've grown up with in terms of going forward, but also the younger people. There are so many young people with such body dysmorphia that wasn't seen before because they're trying to be these Instagram people, these, yeah. the, whatever's because, pushed in their face. Because you've got that, that, you've got that in the palm of your hands, right? As soon as mm. someone gets hold of a phone, they've got access to whatever they want. Mm. Um, I always see it as- Overexposure, isn't it? Yeah, I always, and it's like you see, you're seeing all these sort of people that are in perfect condition, but they forget they've, they've got the tan, they've got the lighting, they've got the videographer who's getting all the angles. Um, and then, so I just think, or they explain it. I always think they. I, I see these posts like they're like, oh look, I've got cellulite too. Seven paragraphs later. Just just put up a normal photo yeah. and don't don't comment on it. No. That's the way that we tackle it, I think. Yeah, but uh, also, uh, it's just, that- why should you have to have a photo of you explaining that you? I'm also a normal have, person. I'm a, yeah. Why, why not just put just up the photo normal. and and just enjoy it? Just just own it. What I also think people need to get across, especially for people who are consuming. <laughs> have sturdy minus. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, people who are consuming this is what you have to realise is this is their jobs 
So they are going to put everything they can into it to keep their job afloat. So we talk Instagram influencers, they're getting sponsorship deals, they're getting this. So therefore, they have time to go to the gym six, seven times a week for an hour at a time. Yeah. They, yeah, they yeah. have time to get the nutrition completely in order. When you've got uh, Sandra down the road with four kids who, who's just trying to lose some weight and, and get going, you don't have that time available. So comparing yourself to a Kim K or... Uh, I don't know why we're using her, but there's a lot of like Just UK because, fitness yeah, yeah. bloggers that we could mention in that sense. But we won't. But there's no need to. I don't even come enough for me. <laughs> Listen, they can do. You'd be surprised how many people you know through the grapevine. <laughs> Not what you know, who knows. But yeah, it's like, it just comes back to, I think comparison can be a good thing and a bad thing, and it's knowing when to use it for what. Mm. Uh, I always say it's you versus you, right? 100%. You're in your own race. So if you're... Um, like I always, I'm big on bringing clients back, like it's almost 360, but like, remember, they're, they're down, they might have a week where they're like, oh, I've only done this, or I've only done that, and I'm like, right, let's rephrase that, let's zoom out, let's take the blinkers off. Yeah. Remember like eight weeks ago when you were in this position, mm. um, I'm not gonna go into examples, but then when you zoom out, it's like, actually, yeah, like I've done well, and I think people forget that, so that kind of comparison's good. The comparison where it's <laughs> like, you say, comparing yourself to everyone online not so healthy not from a good place I think I think a good way of putting it is if I'm running a race I'm running 100 metres alright I want to get to that end point if I look behind me at someone else I'm going to lose my speed and not make it there and someone's going to get yeah, closer yeah, yeah. comparison is the thief of joy. of joy it's really really that simple in that sense so just worry about you being on your own lane and unlocking your true potential. Are you going to look like this person on Instagram or this one in the model? <laughs> no, um, no, one, no one wants this stuff. This, but this are you, uh, little short ass. Are you, gonna, are you going to look like those people? No, because you are you and they are them. Okay. They, these people are the top 1% of genetics half the time. And you'd be surprised how many of them are doing a little bit of naughtiness in the background that they shouldn't be doing that has given them a leg up. Yeah. Okay. What you need to worry Even about. Even females, right? Yeah. I think that's important to mention. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even, uh, it's, it's, it's about being what your true potential looks like. And you can only do that by putting the effort in and going for it, but also not being so influenced by everything around you. I think that's what we're, uh, we're trying to get to. It's very, very cheesy. This sounds like probably a line that you should have. <laughs> um, <laughs> but it's the old cliche of being the best version of yourself, right? Yeah. Um, I would say that. Yeah. It, it, but it's true, right? As, and as, there's certain things that we've got to take with a bit of a pinch of salt. But like, you can't you can't get away from the fact that it is. You're just trying to better, be a better version of yourself, um, or or even just get yourself out of a hole, right? Sometimes people just go, I don't want to be X, Y, and Z. I just want to be myself again. Yeah. I just want to feel confident, happy, sexy. They just want to get back to where they were mm. at one point in their life, and they've just kind of lost track a little bit. I think that's more important than worrying about what someone else looks like. It's, it's yes a lot of people come to us and they and they want to look aesthetically good but what I always ask the question is why yeah why do you want to look like that or, or look like this and and then what that scratch, what then happens the surface. yeah it, what then happens is you get the real answer it's because I want to feel good in my dresses I used yeah. to I want to feel good when I'm at the beach a fella wants to take his top off when he goes for a run that's more tangible than it is looking like this yeah. It's how can I give you the confidence to feel a certain way by changing your body? Yeah, and I like that. 
I always hear that. Nine times out of ten, I'll hear that in a consultation. Mm. They're like, I want to lose X amount of weight. Or they give I you the keywords. I want to do, yeah. And I'm like, right, okay, why? Mm. Why? Drill down. And I always say, look, I the start of a consultation, like, this is gonna not going to get personal, I was like, but I'm going to drill down into it a little bit because I want to be able to find out why you're doing this so I can help you later on. Mm. And initially, sometimes it does start off as a fat loss goal or yeah. I want to get in shape for the holiday or I want to... But very slowly, the mindset set. Ah, uh, that's a mouthful. The mindset will <laughs> shift, um, and it becomes performance based. Mm. And then the the aesthetics, the weight loss, fat loss goal sh- shifts to a performance based goal. But that's a byproduct of pushing. Mm. Um, I always talk about identity based change, mm. um, which is something that I kind of read from. It's James Clear, it's Atomic Habits. Yeah, great and he's book. like uh, he sort of says he talks about instead of he, the most powerful way of changing is changing your identity so you mm. say um, what would a a sort of how you talk about yourself yeah. people go ah oh, I'm not good at the gym or I don't enjoy the gym they've almost kind of put up that barrier straight away what are you good at but if you turn it around and go look I'm, I'm, I want to get have a healthier life and whatever that may look like for them when it comes to doing certain habits certain behaviours um, they then sort of get in the habit of saying well what would a healthy person do well mm. in their mind a healthy person might hit the gym three or four times a week yeah. a healthy person might get their get their steps in a healthy person for a parent it could be a healthy lifestyle might be we get the kids out on the weekends they get a bit of fresh air run and then we run around yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. we're in the park or whatever um, but that identity based side of things is powerful mm. very powerful stuff it's, it's, it's painting the picture of where you want to go it's not then having that comparison that we were talking about and, and coming back to the point of the sort of the influencing. I think... Uh, Gone off on a massive time. Yeah, but hey, this is the right. things that cool. happen. But com- coming back to that point, I think a lot of people, uh, and here's a cliche, and uh, I, I say it all the time, but it makes perfect sense. Cliche, you, have it. <laughs> if you aim for perfection, you're destined to fail. So that, run that by me again. If you, if aim-, you aim for perfection, you're yeah. destined to fail yeah. because you don't give yourself any leeway. Okay. If you aim, per- aim for 1% better than yesterday you'll always be consistently going towards okay. your goal. So like you said, when if someone comes with, with a fat loss and then it changes into performance, goal's always changing. The goalposts then move. Yeah. And it's about evolving with it. If you if you aim to get this end perfect, the thing is you can't because it's gonna change. It's gonna it's gonna morph into something slightly different. I it will be, yes, I wanna look beach ready, but then I wanna have enough energy to run around with my kids. Yeah. I it's not sustainable to be below 8% body fat all year round it's not healthy yeah okay at the end of the day I think we need to get that across as well so when it comes to the influences and, and sometimes that well, way, people people start off with a like I say a fat loss goal I want mm. to get down to a percentage of body fat um, and it changes and they go actually no do you know what I've noticed that I'm sleeping better I noticed that I'm a better person I noticed <laughs> I'm that moody. I'm, I'm, I've got actually got more energy I'm mm. working out more but I've got more energy how does that one work um, I'm eating better uh, I'm making more time for myself and they're like actually this is really good and then they're like then they shift the goal into performance based or they're like actually I just want to carry this on and then it becomes a part of your life yeah. I don't know about you but I especially go to the gym because it's a mental clarity it, yeah, I, I don't think of anything else about my time, lifting right? that iron yeah just getting things done and do you know what it's the same way you're like you're having a shower you solve a lot of problems with not thinking about them <laughs> you like shower, yeah. oh because you've taken that pressure yeah, off, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because now you, you, you've allowed yourself to go, I don't want to think about anything else. And then you, your brain starts thinking outside. It starts box. relaxing, yeah. So <laughs> that was a tangent again. <laughs> but but coming back to the point at hand, uh, and influencers 
doing these posts. Yes, they come from a good place. Um, however, I think take just, them with a pinch of salt. I think my final bit on that is they've just missed the mark a little yeah. bit. I yeah. think they're a bit out of touch with reality, of potentially. Of course, they, they live in their influencer bubbles and, and they only uh, influence with each other in, in that sense. Yes, they started their accounts with the hope of helping people and that's where it went. And then it became a business. Yeah. And unfortunately, money talks at the end of the day. So getting your clicks and, and the things across. We're not, we're not slagging them off because they, they don't have the good intentions. Yeah. It's, just, it's just delivered in the wrong way. And I, I, always, I always say, like, if you know what... If you can narrow down what to pay attention to, yeah. it's not that you are like, I want to slag anybody off or anything, but no. it's always like, okay, if I can educate my clients on on why just to ignore that, yeah. then they go, okay, cool. Instead of focusing on this, I can just narrow, it's the, blinkers. narrow the margin. It's the blinkers. And, you look forward. And focus on what's important as opposed to kind of what's not so important and, and, so, and whatnot. So what we're saying is basically be a horse. Put blinkers on <laughs> be a, and go straight. Be a horse. <laughs> be a horse. Be a stallion. Um, yeah. Is a mare? Is a mare a female horse? I think mare a mare. and a stallion, yeah. Is it a mare? Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Be a mare or a stallion. Lead the way. Go forward. Um, but yeah, so... I think I think that answers that I th- I pretty think, much. I think that's... Ending it on a, on a horse analogy. <laughs> uh, uh, I'm not sure if they can take any more. No, I don't know if they can. But listen, this has been the our first podcast together. I hope you enjoyed it. Um what we do is, like we said, uh, our clients ask us questions, we bring them, but we also do polls on our Instagrams and our Facebook, and, and if you want to send any emails or anything to us, the link will be in the description. I'll let you know mine anyway, and then James, if you can tell yours. Um, you can find me at Fitzpatrick Fitness, just at Fitzpatrick Fitness, both on Facebook and Instagram. And James? And uh, mine is at James O'Shea underscore fitness on Instagram uh, and Facebook as well. Mm. Same, same, same. Awesome. So listen... Send us your questions. We're more than happy to answer. Even if you want to ask on behalf of a friend, go and do so. Um, There's going to be no judgment here. We're here to help at the end of the day. This is our job. This is what we love doing. Um, And yeah, I hope you enjoyed it. And we'll be back next week. Till till next time. Oh, we've got to have some sort of catchphrase. We will come up with a name again. We still didn't come up. We'll come up with something. One step at a time. But listen, guys. Peace. Been good. See you later. (laughs)